Welcome to Credit Hour, a weekly thought-provoking conversation with the brightest minds from the University of South Dakota. They get the credit, we ask the questions. This is Credit Hour. On today's episode of Credit Hour, we speak with Marcus Destin, a USD undergraduate student, about what college is like in the year 2020. Marcus, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, now, you are a student here at USD. What year are you in? I'm actually a senior this year. This is my last year, my last undergrad year. <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, how did you find yourself in Vermilion? What What attracted you to USD? Oh, that is, yeah, that's a crazy story. So my dad, um, my dad got a job um, here about maybe six years ago. So my parents and my family came up here by themselves. Um I was in North Carolina at a school playing football and, and, you know, just trying to go to school there, but really was not handling business and, and it got, it was a private school, so it got expensive. So when I came up here to visit during Christmas, um, that school like mailed a bill right behind me and they were like, Hey, you owe us a large amount of money. And so, uh, I ended up not being able to go back to where all my friends were and all that and, um, ended up taking a year and a half off just to work to pay that bill off and then got right back into school, just taking one class at a time. And, and before I knew it, I was just, you know, I, I love the environment here, the family, the, the tight knit, the smaller campus, you know, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of potential here. And, that, and that's why I ended up here at USD. Now, what's your major? I'm a communications major with a minor in multicultural studies. All right, what do you hope to do? Uh, I, I think I'm following the same path as my dad and working in higher education um, without him forcing it on me or anything like that. Uh, I find that this is where my skill set, my wide range of talents and skills, I feel like is most beneficial. And I want to see people with stories like mine or with more complicated stories like mine be successful, and I want to assist in that as best I can. You know, Marcus, you're involved with a lot of activities here on campus. Um, you know, what are some of those activities? Um, I used to be the Union of Af- I started off as the Union of African American President. Um, in the, that's uh, located that is a group of part of the Center for Diversity and Community. Um, and then I am now the co-president for the Cultural Wellness Coalition. I am the uh, one of the overall chairs for Dakota Days. I am the um, president of the Kyle Crazies. Couldn't forget that one. I am also uh, I'm also find myself on the president's council for diversity and inclusive excellence for some years, and I interned in the CDC as a intercultural program coordinator. Now we well. definitely want to just talk about some of the different stuff you're doing on campus. Um, like I said, you're involved with a lot. Just to take a step back, though, I mean, what has the last six or seven months been like as a student? Um, it's been, it, I'm not, I, I don't know if this is, it's been hell. It's been hellish. Um, because things could be so much worse, right? But, you know, as a student experiencing or not being able to experience a lot of things as a junior going into your senior year, not being able to finish your semester out really with your friends and having to, when, they're, when it's time for them to leave, they come to your house and, they have to sanitize. You can't really hug them up or anything like that when it's time for them to leave and go their separate ways. Um, so that is more of the emotional part of it all. Is like the contact. I am my love. I like my love language is physical touch. 
And so I like to be able to be in contact with people and shaking hands and hugging people and that kind of thing. And that way, you know, I feel like we can engage in conversations and just engage in relationships. Um, So it's been tough. And then school-wise, it's just like you're getting all your schoolwork distributed over a computer. And you're talking to your professor over a computer. And you know how Zoom is. One person talks, it cuts another person out. And so it's just a lot. And then to go into your senior year or part of your senior year, hopefully, you know, on a computer and, and some in-person classes, it's very hard because um, for those in-person classes, you never know, like, what's going to happen, who was sick that was sitting there before you. Um, luckily, USD has everything in place to sanitize areas down and all of that, but um, you just never know, like, anything could happen, really, you know. So it's been tough, to say the least. Marcus, you mentioned that, you know, you're a senior here at USD. Um yeah, just with everything that's going on in the world. I mean, obviously, you know, the time of graduation is supposed to be a great celebration. Um, do you still feel that excitement? Is what's your kind of attitude about graduating? Mm. Um, I think I, I like to be as positive as possible. Like, you can, I, for me, I can only be as negative for so long because that doesn't that doesn't bring any solution. You know what I'm saying? So we have people that may. Um, that may feel away or complain or whatever the case may be, but then at what point do we start offering solutions or seeing from another perspective? And so for me, if I can't walk across the stage in front of everybody, um, yes, it'll be it'll 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 suck because I worked hard to be here, um, and my journey was a little bit longer than others to be in that position. Right? Still, I'm still graduating, and so even if that means I graduate, I was telling my mom that because um, me and my dad are on track to get graduated at the same time, um, him from his, his doctorate program and me in my undergrad, and so and both from USD. So we are on track to graduate at the same time. I told my mom, like, I don't care if you record me walking down my apartment hallway in a robe and, like, and cap and gown, but, like, as long as my family is there, as long as, like, it can be experienced, we have to make the best of the situation that we're in. Yes, it sucks. But there's nothing, it's out of all, all of our control as of right now, you know what I'm saying, outside of wearing masks and doing your part to um, stay safe and protect the pack. But it's out of our control. We can only do so much. So please believe me, it absolutely sucks. But at some point we have to look from another perspective and look at the glasses half full instead of half empty. Well, have you found, you know, have students been able to find ways, I guess, to stay engaged and still create, you know, different types of communities? I mean, how are students, you know, finding their path through this? I know that the students that I'm around, the muck activities help a lot with this. Um, the ones that they're able to take home, um, when they're able to make masks and stuff like that, because although they can't sit in the muck right now, um, they're able to do these activities and, and, and talk about them and take them home. I know Super Rare Fridays is also another great, like, place. Like, on Fridays, you have the band and cheer, dance, and the crazies out on the lawn. And we just play. I know the band has their own little private concert um, in between Slagle, and that that seems to be successful, too, as well. People are finding communities in anything. I see a lot of more people having picnics. Um, and, and I think it's amazing how students can be, you know, creative and creating their own spaces and stuff like that with nothing else, with not being able to do much of anything else. 
Marcus, just shift focus here for a second. Um, you know, you talked about some of the organizations that you're involved with um, a little bit earlier. One of them is called the Cultural Wellness Coalition. You know, they hosted a protest earlier this week here on campus. I w- was hoping that you could just maybe tell us the purpose of that event. Yeah, um, it was to bring insight to um, the social uh, injustices that are happening or, uh, against people of color. Um, but as well as bringing the community together. Um, and and it's, it was a twofold purpose. Um, it was a chance to highlight everything that's going on in the world that we cannot ignore, right? We see it on our news. We see it every other week. There are protests that are still happening, even though media coverage has seemed to not cover 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 it as much because it's not a, it's not a trend anymore, right? And so uh, it's not a trend for news coverages. Um, so... We decided we wanted to have a march here in Vermillion because what better city you want to paint as a model community other than Vermillion? Like, although there hasn't been any, um, there's there smaller forms, there may have been smaller forms of discrimination or things happening um, inside of Vermillion, but we haven't had like a major shooting or killing of, 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 a, of an innocent black life. And we spoke with the police chief last night. He said that hasn't happened. Um, we said for a hundred some odd years, right? And so we want to make sure that we can be a model community here in Vermillion and get people to stand together. Um, just stand with us, you know? And it's not saying that we matter more than anybody. It's saying that while our house is on fire, help us put our house out. Because if we can fix this, then we can do anything. And it was about just bringing all, everybody together. Like it was the one time that we can bridge the gap between it didn't matter if you were an athlete, it didn't matter if you were in the honors program, it didn't matter if you were um, a part of the improv group. Like, all of us came together as one pack and said we are going to stand up for when right is right and wrong is wrong, and we get to determine what it means to be a coyote moving forward. You know, you you used a phrase there, um, our house being on fire. What do you mean by that? Um, there's, there's, so just blatantly, we hear the response to Black Lives Matter being that all lives matter, right? And so uh, if, if you go to a neighborhood and, and a house is on fire, I mean, it is a blazing and, and the fire truck comes through and your neighbor whose house is just fine comes out and says, Hey, before you put water on that, all houses matter. So put some on mine too. Well, you just wasting water on a house that may not need doesn't need it as much as the house that is on fire with people's belongings, with history, with memories in them. And so you take away from that house and you and you just you would rather see it still burning as opposed to sharing this opportunity to, to just save that one house. So that's what I mean by this house is on fire like. Because um, it feels like the best explanation to what Black Lives Matter is and, and also the rebuttal that all lives matter. Of course, life matters, right? That's not the thing. But we, it, it feels as if, not feels as if, it's as if we need to remind people that Black lives do matter. And they take it as a protest and they take it as, like, only our lives matter. Well, no, that's not what we're saying at all. We're just saying we're seeking the same um, social justices. We're seeking... Um, to to get rid of all the hatred and discrimination um, that divides us so terribly, and we're the house that's on fire right now. Not only are we the, we the house on fire, that house is, is like not only that. There are 
it doesn't take away from other moments happening. You know what I'm saying? So, like, from other communities that are hurting and other communities that need saving, um, they, they need help, too, as well. But if we can fix it here, then I honestly feel like we can, we can take the next step and we can do anything because we'll be able to stand together for this one. You know, if you had the chance to maybe convince, um, you know, classmates, other young people, um, why it's important for them to get engaged, I guess, what would your argument be? Mm. Um, it's, it's essentially it's your money. Um, it, it's your money. And so my thing was when I was at my other school, all I did was play football, you know, and I did, and I was a part, I was president of one organization at that time. But um, all of my main focus and my main goal was, was just football. And then when I look back, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. When you look back on it, I wasted so much time. Like, I made great friends, and I had a great time. But was I making an impact? I, like, I can't pretend that I was going to go to the NFL because that was never my calling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm five foot something. Like, that, 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 that dream passed me by. But when I got to USD and I saw the people – and I saw the potential of not only USD but Vermilion, um, Vermilion as a as a community. I saw a lot of opportunities of people just being able to come together. And so it's 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 your it's your money is what I'll say to the student. Uh, it's your experiences. This is how you this is how you have a good time. Like if you want to talk about having a ball or doing something bigger than just hanging out with your friends or, or going out to eat or just partying all the time. Like what, like it takes a lot of work to be a part of these organizations and like your legacy is important. Like on the, on the biggest level or on the smallest level, you should think about what type of legacy do you want to leave behind? Are you just going to school because you have to, or do you want to actually enjoy your four years or however many years here at USD and make the best of it, get out there, get involved and get to know new people. That's how you gain experience. You know, Marcus, what's your maybe favorite activity here on campus? Oh, that's hard. Uh, activity on campus? Yeah, or, or group or, um, you know. I... Oh. You know what? I, I can't even I, I can't even say just one. It, it's for, all for various reasons. I have different ones. So Union of African-American Students, we have our Ruby Ball, and that is just amazing. And that's amazing for its own reason of like live performances, great food from Airmark when they when they cook for us like sugar and grits and it's so much like jerk chicken wings like Ruby Ball is his own experience and that is one of our favorites that we were able to build up in just two years and have over three hundred people attending. Um, but then you talk about game days with the Kyle Crazies and that is also just a whole other experience as well that I can never take away from thanks to like the exec board mouth like. When you have a wonderful team behind you in both Union and the Kyle Crazies, every game day is amazing. Every event, every Ruby Ball is just – I can't even pick just one activity. Um, it's, it's super hard. I can't even pick just one. I'm sorry. But it's between Kyle game days with the Crazies and uh, and the Ruby Ball. I think those, those, those are my two. You know, maybe to ask this question in a different way then, is do you have like okay. a favorite memory – Oh, that's also hard. That's hard too. Uh, that's hard. Um, I think 
it's still a toss-up. I can't pick between one. My favorite memory is watching 300 people fill the ballroom in the month from the Ruby Ball. And then my favorite memory is watching people. Um, we were at the SDSU game, um, the SDSU football game, where we actually beat SDSU after 20 years. And looking at, I still have the video, looking at the video of the student section being packed for people wearing overalls, and we and we win. And it was that last moment that we knew we won. And the stadium, the dome is shaking. You can feel the whole thing shaking, the stand, and that stuff is made of concrete. So, like, you can feel the high energy in there. So both of those just for two, two various, like, two different reasons. The Ruby Ball, we didn't have to face SDSU for it to be packed out. But that one, when we faced SDSU, SDSU we beat them, and it was just the best feeling in the world. Um, you know, Marcus, another thing that you do um... – and I'm not sure if it's uh, formally associated with USD or if it's just a project that um, you've kind of undertaken here, but you host a podcast. What is that podcast called? Where can people find it? Uh, that podcast is called, um, it's called Films in Black and White. And you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts or you can go to filmsinblackandwhite.com. So it's one um, that I do with Douglas Wagner and Brian Roush. And we talk about everything from pop culture, comic books, movies, all of that. But we give you a real, raw, funny, uncut, like, opinion on things. And, and, and that's a, we love that podcast. We, we love that one so much. Well, what, what, are, what have been some films that you've discussed? We've, so we've, we discuss everything. Like this week, um, we discussed Bill and Ted Face the Music. Um, we've also discussed Power on Netflix. But we've also taken the time to realize that our platform is important and realize that our audience is important. And we've taken, we took the time to have a movie series called, well, we have more than a movie series. Um, and we watched, um, we watched Mercy and we watched, um, um, I'm going to get you sucker. We watched all of these famous black movies and, and even interviewed the, the famous Rashina Nash. She was a writer. She, I, actually, to even box her in as just a writer for Disney is like a slap in the face. So, like, Rashina Nash is just a multi-talented woman who just has so much knowledge and is just very talented um, and involved in the industry. And we were able to actually interview her on the podcast and talk about what it means and representation and just a, a, a just a lot of different questions. So, um, yeah. Um. I guess why do you think that films are a good way to engage topics surrounding, you know, things like race? Sometimes it's the sugar behind the medicine or in front of the medicine, however you want to take it. Um, that it's easier to consume sometimes if it comes to a movie. Face-to-face conversations may not be a thing because, you, you know, people kind of tend to, they don't know what's going to happen. But with a movie, if you watch it and rewatch it and rewatch it, you're able to digest things a little bit differently or view them very differently based off the way that things are shot or the dialogue being used or um, the actor that's in it or the emotion that the actor is is emitting. That kind of stuff is important because um, it tells a story. And that's what people want to hear. They want to hear a story. It goes back to having different perspectives. Like It offers another perspective outside of what you already know. Do you have a, a favorite movie, I guess? 
Oh, me? Oh, man. My favorite movie is uh, Creed. Uh, that one just, that Creed always gets me going. It's a, it's a part of the Rocky series, uh, for those that don't know. And it's, it follows the, the story of Adonis Creed just trying to be, become his own person, get out of his father's shadow. But it also is a fight. With, it's about a fight with self. Um, and, and trying to get over to us and, and, and in that process of becoming you, um, realizing who you have around you and the importance of, and the importance of being you and not being anybody else or being compared to anybody else. Yeah. So Creed is my absolute favorite movie. I, I, you know, I'm kind of curious what your perspective might be on this question. I mean, so obviously the movie industry has kind of taken a pause, um, the last mm-hmm. you know, few months just as a result of COVID. I, I also think from a creative perspective, um, we're going to kind of see maybe a different style of movie. Uh, it, it'll just be interesting to me, you know, when when people can start making, you know, films again, like what changes are we going to see? You know, uh, you know, obviously masks um, when people are in public settings. I mean, there's, you know, stuff like that. But, but also just from a creative perspective, I mean, the messages that I think – um, films, films will be wanting to convey. I, I'm curious what you would think about that. Um, it it hurts. You know, it sucks. First, I always want to start off by saying support your local theater, support your local business. So shout out to Vermilion Theater, of course. Because um, that was my go-to spot. Especially, I could go to Vermilion Theater alone, pay my 8 eight or $9 dollars as a student, and just kick it. And I'll be fine just by myself watching whatever movie comes in, right? Um, and so it does up being a person who loves movies, especially not just movies where you're just popping in a DVD or you're going on to whatever streaming service and finding a movie. I'm talking about the movie-going experience of just going to a theater, getting your popcorn, getting your drink, sitting in the seat, and, and hearing the surround sound and experiencing that movie in that way. It makes a large difference, which is why a lot of movies don't release straight to video on demand, right? You see about Tenet, you hear about Wonder Woman, and they're really trying not to release that way because they want you to be able to experience this movie as it was meant to be on the large screen. Um, it sucks not being able to do that. And what the changes look like, I don't know. Um, I know the million theater has, has decreased capacity and they have different um, capacity limits like based off the weekdays and the weekends. Does it get more expensive? I don't know because they have to, like, you know, make up for what they lost in the, in the coronavirus. And do we get all of our movie theaters back? No, I don't think so. AMC shut down so many theaters. Um, you know, we don't we don't know what's going to happen. And I feel so bad for like the mom and pop theaters or the local theaters or the smaller ones um, that just weren't able to make it when they were doing just fine without the corona, but they just weren't able to make it. And I hope that they can come back in some capacity. But um, yeah, it, it sucks. I used to love going to like a cinema. Like a like a cinema in a movie, like where you could um, while you watch or two while you watch a movie, and there were so many different ways to do it, and now we just don't know what's possible or what's going to exist post COVID. Um, it hurts a little bit, you know, because that's how I grew. I grew up on movies as a, as a kid. You know, to transition here, um, you you had talked earlier about the idea that it's important to, I guess, like leave a legacy. Um, what do you hope? is your legacy at USD? That I was just the best person that I could be. Um, that's all that I can ever ask for. Um, I, my, my legacy is not about being remembered. I'm not asking anybody to build a statue. I'm not asking anybody to keep my name in their mouth after I'm long gone. 
Um, my legacy should speak through my actions in my eyes. And so when I, you know, I hope that people will just remember that I tried. Whether I succeeded or I failed, that people will remember that I tried. And I, and I honestly um, made the best of what, of what we had and you use your resources and that I was a bridge to people, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be able to say that I was just Marcus and, you know, I wasn't trying to be anybody else. I tried the best that I did. I got involved. I did what I could to make a difference here on campus. And in the process above anything else, I was the bridge between people. Like if it was the bridge between black athletes and regular black students on campus and they weren't talking and I'm the, and I am the connecting factor between that. So be it. If I'm the connecting factor between, uh, not saying that I am, but if I was between administration or perfect or professors or, or faculty and staff and students and building better relationships so that we can make more student dreams come true with the help of admissions resources and stuff, or, um, with the help of faculty and staff resources, um, then then that would be great for me. I'm happy when people are happy. Um, so I don't. It's not that I'm asking to be mentioned. It's just that I want to be the true definition of what it means to be a title. And this is my inner inner athlete, my inner competitiveness. I want to be the best, the best damn coyote there was, um, because I want somebody to be able to beat me. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like I want somebody to be able to be like, oh no, nah, you remember you remember Marcus and like Marcus too, like. Look at look at look at uh, Ashley. Ashley came in here, or look at Benji. Benji came in here. Outwork markets. Like I want to set the bar high so somebody can break the bar, um, because then that benefits USD and the community. You know, if there's one thing that you could change about USD, maybe what would that be? Oh, one thing to change about USD? Yeah. Oh uh, man. Well, outside of this coronavirus, um. What would I change about USD? I don't know. I can't. You know, that's a hard. That's a hard question. Could you rephrase it? Yeah, maybe. Um, what are What are some things that you think that USD could improve upon? Uh, um, I, I, I'm always. I think um, one of the things is letting letting students know that they can do these things. Um, that they, if they look at me and they say, how do I do that? Or how do I get involved? Like letting students know that they do have the ability to do so. Um, I, I really can't think on the spot. I, I think students, I don't know. I really can't say, I'm not going to act like, like USD is perfect because there's always room to grow in everything that we do. You know what I'm saying? So whatever area that I say things need to be done, somebody will say, no, you need to do more in this area over here. Um, so I, I can't really say. I, I want to say more, in it, in, in, and I'm seeing it this year, but I want to see more diverse crowds um, here on USD's campus because that that enhances the experience of being here at USD. And while we bring in more people of diverse backgrounds, and not just race, but economics, whatever the case may be, um, like introduce them into the world, like to everybody. And that that we're not clickish. We don't. We want to get out of our bubbles. That USD doesn't become so mundane. I got the answer. Can you ask me again? Got it. So I had to talk myself through it. <laughs> um, 
Well, you know, I've got two more questions for you. Um, the last one's yeah. a little bit philosophical. The, the first one, though, might be two. You know, what advice would you give to a new student coming to USD? Um, you, you know, what 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 piece of advice would you offer them? Um, enjoy it. Don't don't. And it's so cliche, but being somebody who transferred up here um, and, and didn't and and it took being here to realize that. I did not like my previous college experience, that it was not the right fit for me. Um, if you feel that USD will work for you, first of all, give it a chance and give it a whole chance and not half of one. Um, and then enjoy it. Enjoy every step, you know, um, because you just, once this is over, this is over. And you want to see, like, what did, what did you invest your time into? Um, who did you invest your time into? Just enjoy the overall experience. Um, and that would be my best advice. All right. So like I said, this last question might be a little bit philosophical, but, you know, I think you've had an interesting life. You're, you know, have been lived in different parts of the United States. Um, I think more than anything, though, as a young person, you kind of have that inherent optimism, right? But this mm-hmm. question um, kind of asks you to, to reflect maybe on your life so far. So at this point in your life, what do you know for sure? What do I know for sure? About me? Well, about anything. What do I know for sure? Um, I know that things get better. Um, I know that, I, I, that's, that's what I know. I know that things will get better. How long it takes to get better, that's never a question I like to ask, but I do like to look towards, you know, I, I, I look towards the future. And I know that things can be better and that they will be better. But in order to get to better, you got to go through hell. And so, you know, you can't always see better while you go through hell, but you just got to remember what's on the other side. Um, and, I, and I think that that's very important. I think that's very, very important for people to remember through any situation. Um and one of my favorite quotes is, your worst situation is someone else's dream. Or your worst nightmare is someone else's dream. I'm sorry. And so, like, it could always be worse. And that's not to downplay your experiences, and that's not to downplay the things that you're going through, but it's also to appreciate the things that you're going through and appreciate your experience. Um, like, there's so much more to go, and, and, that's, and that's me. And I want people to know, like, although I'm super involved, um, I just like to keep it real. But I may not always be right. You know what I'm saying? So like it don't live or die with Marcus. Like there there's no there like long after I'm gone, somebody will come up and do things very differently and wanna make the same impact that I wanna make on campus. But it does, things do not live and die with me, the Kyle Crazies, the Union of African American students. There are some phenomenal students out there that are itching, that are here, that want to be the best coyote that they can be and, like, completely wash markers. Things do not end and die with me, and things get better. I think that that's important for people. Not to make it, like, a cocky thing, like, it's all about me, but, you know, I don't want people to see me and feel like once I'm gone, then things won't, you know, be the same. No, they'll be better, you know? No, for sure. Marcus, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for all the work that you do here on campus. Um, And good luck with the rest of the year. I hope that you are able to find... 
some enjoyment the, the last few months uh, of college here, um, and hopefully we are able to celebrate in person at graduation. Yeah, for sure. Thank you.